sermon today is a sermon series that we're starting. Um, we're calling it uh, Honor, because we're going to be talking about honor, but honor as the lost art. Because we really believe that uh, in, our, in our culture today, there, it is really a lost art. The, the, the idea of honoring uh, people in general, uh, we're, we're, we're a generation that's much quicker to criticize and complain, especially about people who are somewhat different than us. And we have a very hard time honoring um, people in general. And really, we just believe here at City Chapel at Slaughter Creek that everybody is worthy. Everybody deserves honor. Um, one of the reasons I think why we really get mixed up about this is because we, 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 we generally confuse honor with uh, respect. So respect is something that you earn. Respect is, is, is something that you earn by being respectable. And when you're respectable, when you, when you live a life that is respectable, then people give you their respect. Respect is something that's earned. But honor is actually something that, that just should be given. We, we really believe that here. We want our culture. We want our culture to be that of honor. And so when, when you look at the, the word honor in the, in the, in the dictionary, um, it really, really means to hold in high respect. And so we have that first slide there. That It means to hold in high respect as, uh, with respect to worth and merit or rank. It's this idea that, that there's value. That's, that's, that's really what honor speaks to. Honor speaks to value. And so moms, we want you to know today that you are valued. Um, you are valued for what you do, and you are valued for who you are. And really, that's why we believe that everyone should be honored. So, so this Sunday, we're talking about honor, and we're talking about um, honoring those who are above us, honoring our authorities, honoring our parents, our mother, and our father. We're going to get into that scripture here in a minute. Um, next week, we're going to talk about honoring those who are below us. Uh, we really believe, number one, that as parents, we ought to honor our children. Uh, I think one of the reasons why um, our generation is so bad at honoring parents is because parents are so bad at honoring children. Um, it's, it's really, it's really, it's, 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 it's a, it's a honor culture that you build in the home. And we really want to build that in our homes, but also here in our church. We hope that when you come in, that you feel honored, not just on Mother's Day, but on every single day, every single time that we meet together, all 15 weeks so far, we really, um, try very hard to put things in place so that you are honored because you are valuable. Because we see the value in you, in each and every one of us, we see value. And so everybody is deserving of honor, from, from, from the guy flipping burgers at McDonald's to, 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 to the CEO of McDonald's. I mean, every single person, regardless of, of, of their race, ethnicity, uh, you know, their, 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 the money that they have in the bank, they deserve to be honored. And so we want to show that worth, we want to show that value to each and every Person. And really the scripture that we're going to be basing our sermon series off of is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. So this week we're talking about honoring those who are above us. Next week we're going to talk about honoring those who are below us. And, and really not only children, but also just, just we, we ought to be honoring those who are at, 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 at a lower time in life than us. We ought to be honoring those who, uh, if you're in college, you ought to be honoring high school students. And if you're, if you're married, you ought to be honoring singles. You, there really ought to be somebody in all of our lives, whether you're a parent or not, that you are reaching down to, yeah. not, not to, not to give a handout, but to give a hand up, to, yeah. to help somebody yeah. get to the place where you are. Yeah. And so we believe in, in honoring those who are below us, and that's not a nice way to say it. It's not the right way to say it, but whatever. Um, you know, we, we believe in honoring those folks, but we also believe in honoring, uh, the third week we're going to talk about honoring those who are beside us, and uh, that's Memorial Day weekend, and we're going to be honoring... 
um, those who have fallen in battle. I know, I think last time I talked about Memorial Day, I, I mentioned honoring all vets in general, and um, uh, I would like to do that, but I've been informed by several vets that this is for those who have fallen uh, in, and, uh, and have served our country. So, so by the way, if, if, if a loved one of yours or someone that, that, that you want to honor, um, if, they, if they have passed on and they served our country, we would love to honor them. We're gonna put together a slideshow and a video just with some pictures of them. So you can stop by the info table at the end of service. And we're gonna put together that because we really believe in a culture of honor, honoring those who are beside us, honoring those who have fought for our freedom, honoring, honoring the flag that they fought for. Come on, somebody. Uh, honoring, honoring, honoring sacrifice because it's because it's a good thing, and uh, and so so we want to honor that. But really, our, our passage of scripture comes from Romans chapter twelve, verse ten, and it says to show family affection or brotherly love to one another with brotherly love. And then this is it: outdo one another. Look at that: outdo one another in showing honor. So I ought to honor you. You ought to honor me, and then I ought to honor you more, and then you ought to honor me more. It's, it's, it's this, like, 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 we ought to be, and I, and I think to some extent, really, we are. We are, like, in a, in a constant sort of competition with each other for who can honor each other the most. Um, you'll, you'll, you, I, I hope you'll never hear a cutting word here. I hope you'll never hear gossip here. I hope you'll never hear anyone being torn down because we believe in building each other up. And, um, and, you know, there, there, there is some time for confrontation, and we're, no, we're not naive. We, we know that that happens, but that, that happens in private, one-on-one. When, when, when you are talking to someone, we always speak words that build each other up. Yeah. And you'd be surprised, be amazed. Yeah. When you start speaking honor to people and start speaking to their value, how much they rise to that. How much they just, they, they, they just become what you speak. They be, you speak life over them. They start becoming... What you are, what you are calling out in them, and so really, we ought to outdo one another in showing honor. And um, and so I just have a, a short list here of, of of folks I think that we that we ought to honor those who are above us, and uh, just different levels of authority. The, the first is civil authority. We ought to honor um, our 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 those those who are over us in our government. We ought, to, regardless of whether you agree with the politics or not, uh, we are going to be a church that honors the president of the United States. Because, yeah. because of his office, because he's the president. Yeah. We're going to honor the senators. We're going to honor, we're gonna honor our, 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 our local government. Honestly, I, 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 I think one way that, that the church in recent times has really missed it is we have so dishonored our cities and so dishonored our leaders and our policemen and, and everybody who's, who's in charge that, that, that really they don't feel honor coming from us, and so they don't generally honor us a whole lot either. And we want to turn that around. We want to be a church. That recognizes, just like the Bible says, that God has put people in authority and that all authority is from God. Not all authority is godly necessarily, even if we don't agree with, with some of the things that they, that they agree with. We are in a, we're, we're in a country that we ought to honor those who are over us and those who are um, in, those who have been given that authority by God. And so, and so we show honor. I'm not getting a lot of amens in that, but anyway, that's just what I believe, and you can take it or leave it, but I believe that when, that when we honor those civil authorities, I believe that we call out the best in them, and I think when we criticize and when we complain, we tear them down and we call out the worst in them, and, we, and, and really for, 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 for our country to get back on track, I think we ought to speak life and speak honor and yeah. bless them. Yeah. The, 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 the second level of authority is church authority. 
Uh, we want to honor church. We want to honor people who serve in church. We want to honor those who, who give of their time, of their talents, of their gifts in order to be a blessing to, to us. We want to honor people that come here early. And so frequently, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Emilio and, 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 and to others who, who get here early to help set up, to sow into you guys, because we want to be a culture of honor. You know, you know whenever, whenever, whenever you honor um, uh, uh, church leaders, whenever you honor pastors and, 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 and people who are servants, of God, whenever you honor them, what, what 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 that does for me personally, whenever somebody honors me and tells me thank you, what that does is it reminds me what an important role I have. Yeah. It reminds me that, oh my goodness, you know, I really have to hear from God because they are, in fact, looking to me. And so it stirs up the good things inside of me. It, it, it calls me to, to, to try harder, to do better, and to seek God even harder. When we honor the church, when we honor the place of worship, it becomes this, it becomes the value that we assign to it is the value that we get out of it. And as we put honor in, we get honor back. Thirdly, we need to honor our family authority. This is our mom and our dad. And this is what we're going to be talking about today, honoring our father and mother. So scripture in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 2. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. He's referring to the Old Testament. There was the Old Testament, ten major commandments that God said, these are the big ten. And right there in the middle of the big ten is this, this idea to honor your father and your mother. And and God actually attached a promise to him. This is what he said in verse 3. If you, if you do this, it will go well with you, and you will have long life. And so, so two, like two things. You'll be successful, and you'll, and you'll have a long, fulfilling life. So really, we could have we titled this sermon, How to Be Successful and How to Have a Long, Fulfilling Life. But uh, we, we thought we'd just cut to the heart of the matter a little bit more. And just it comes back to honor. And so we want to talk about that. And finally, the fourth level of authority is the ultimate authority, and that's God's authority over us. Yeah. When we honor God in our life, when we honor him, all these other authorities fall into place. When we honor him, we begin to honor our, our family. When we honor our family, we begin to honor our church leaders. And when we honor our church leaders, we begin to honor our civil leaders. And it really all, all it's, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a big domino effect. And so today I just want to read a scripture um, uh, about honor. And it's also kind of about Mother's Day in sort of a weird way. So uh, we're going to turn to John chapter 2. We're going to read this, this passage of this interesting story where Jesus performs his very first miracle. And it's, it's involving his mom. And, and as I studied this passage, it's just, it's, just, it's just so interesting to me that I just wanted to teach on it today for just a minute. Uh, on the third day, it says in John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. Now this is near Jesus' hometown. And Jesus' mother was there. And, verse 2, Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. So his, his mom was there. Jesus and his, and his disciples were invited to the wedding as well. Most scholars believe that this was a close relative to Jesus' mom, Mary. Uh, the person getting married, it must have been very close because it, it says that, her, that his mom was actually there, whereas Jesus was simply invited. Uh, verse 3, when the wine ran out, uh-oh. Jesus' mother told them, they don't have any wine. <laughs> and Jesus' response is so interesting. Verse 4, what has this concern of yours to do with me, woman? <laughs> uh, teenagers, don't try this at home. <laughs> Actually, in the original language, he starts off with, woman, what does this concern of yours have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. So, you know, teenagers, this isn't good when you're playing PlayStation 
and your mom says, hey, time to take out the trash, do not quote Jesus in this instance. <laughs> Woman, my hour has not yet come. <laughs> and then verse 5, uh, his mom turns to the servant and says, do whatever he tells you. His mother told the servants. Verse 6, now six stone water jars have been set there for the Jewish purification. And I don't even have time to get into all that, but that's very interesting, the, the jars Jesus chose to use for this miracle. Each of them contained 20 or 30 gallons, and Jesus said, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some water out and take it to the chief servant. And they did. Verse 9, when the chief servant tasted the water after it had become wine, he didn't know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. He called the groom and told him, everyone sets out the fine wine or the best wine first. Then after people have been drinking rather freely, the inferior, the lesser wine comes out. But you have kept the best wine until last. Jesus performed this first sign in Cana of Galilee. And he displayed his glory and his disciples believed in him. As, as, as I'm studying this story, obviously a number of things kind of come, jumps out at you. Number one, uh, Mary is very concerned about this lack of wine. Number two, Jesus doesn't seem to be entirely concerned about this lack of wine. And, and, it, and it's just kind of interesting. As I'm studying, you come across multiple commentaries and, and people who have written several thoughts about what they think this means. And, and, and this is really one of those places where people are sort of divided. Like on one side, you have folks that really feel like this is showing the uh, influence of Mary over Jesus, right? Like, like, like she really wants this to happen. Jesus, yeah, not so much. But she kind of twists his arm a little bit and sort of gets him to do what she wants. And, and this side, they say, well, look, Mary is just kind of exerting her authority over Jesus and, and launching, starting his miracles. She's, he's starting it off. The other side says, well, no, actually, Jesus, like, yes, he does listen to his mom, but the way that he responds is so, like, like he puts her in her place, right? He's like, woman, uh, what is this? Come on, somebody. Woman, what does this have to do with me? I just heard an echo there, woman, that I thought. That's a baby. Oh, I was already quoting. Um, I told you not to quote that. Don't say that to your mom. Uh, he says, you know, he, he comes out with, woman, what does this really have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And so the other side says, well, Jesus is really showing sort of his authority over her, saying, no, you're not going to run the show. And these two, these, these, these two varying views, I, I, when, I, when I started reading, I thought, man, my goodness, this is exactly, um, I think, two of the ways that we often mishonor or dishonor inside of the relationships of our authority and our, and our, and our, and our mothers and our fathers. We either like are on one side where, where, where we feel like we have to sort of use our authority to get what we want, and so we really have to twist their arm and really sort of make them do what it is that we want them to do, or we're on the other side and we're just kind of like, yeah, I'm not really sure that, that this is really going to happen at all, and, and I'm, I'm not really sure I can bring this to them, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really sure I can communicate with my authority, it's just, they're, they're, they're just kind of aloof, they're kind of out there in the distance, and, 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 and honestly, I think one of the reasons why why we have this problem is because of the culture that we've been raised in. This is a lost art, this idea of honor. And uh, growing up, I mean, I loved Disney movies. Do we have anybody else that uh, just love Disney movies? Yeah. I love Disney movies. And the music is awesome. And um, one of my favorite Disney movies growing up was Beauty and the Beast. Can anybody remember Beauty and the Beast, 1992? Yes. The first one that they used CGI in. Like, yeah. they actually used the computer and typed things, and it made stuff on the screen. It was 
you had to have been there. And it was awesome back in the 90s. Um, and uh, Beauty and the Beast, of course, the music is great. And, and, and really, there, there, there are some strong characters in the, in the, in the little cartoon. And, and Belle, you know, she's, she's the main character. She's a strong, independent woman who just, you know, she just wants adventure in the great wide somewhere. I want to know yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And for once it might be wrong. Someone understand. I want some more, so much more than they got planned. It's a good movie. And the music is really good. You'll have to watch it for yourself. Um, but you have Belle. She's a strong, uh, independent young lady. And, and, then, and then you have Gaston. He's the, he's the sort of local brute. And he just wants to marry Belle because she's pretty. And he doesn't really know her or understand her. He's just kind of. He's just, just, just me. He's a bully. And then you have Belle's father. His name is Maurice. And Maurice just kind of like literally like fumbles through the whole, through the whole film. He's just like, he's, he, well, he's kind of like the village idiot. You know, he's just like, he's not, he, uh, you know, he's sweet. He's nice. He loves her. But he's just, you know, he's not, he, everything's not working. I don't even know what he does for a living. Like he makes some, some inventions, but they never, they're, they're always terrible. And they're always exploding on him. So I don't even know how they eat. I don't think Disney explains that very well. So that's just my little complaint there. But, you know, like, because like, she's just off reading books and dreaming about adventure in the Great Wide somewhere and, and being chased around by Gaston. And then, then her dad's just kind of, you know, just kind of silly and dumb. And, and her dad actually thinks that she ought to marry Gaston, which everybody watching the movie knows that that's a really bad idea. I mean, like, you know, her dad doesn't really know her, doesn't understand her. He's just, he's just there. And, and, and he kind of gets into trouble. Actually, the whole reason why she gets captured by the beast to begin with is really his fault. Remember that? Like, he's out riding through the woods, and, and like, he can't control his horse, and the horse takes off, and the thing breaks, and he wanders into an enchanted castle. Number one rule of things you don't do in Disney movies. And then he gets captured by the beast, and he's in jail. And actually, his daughter, like, is the hero who comes in. It's like, I'll, I'll take his place. And he's like, no. And she's like, yeah. And, you know, like, that, that, that's, that's kind of how it works. And then he goes back to the village, tries to convince everybody, and instead everybody just laughs at him. And, and really throughout the whole movie, like, the rest of the movie, like, she comes back to the village, and that's when he gets thrown in the cellar. And he's, like, stuck in the cellar most of the rest of the movie. Can't even get out of the cellar by himself. You know, he has to be saved by the little chip, the little, the little, the little teacup. Remember the little teacup? Like, like a teacup saves him from the cellar. Like it's pretty embarrassing, you know. And finally, like the end of the movie, like, like you know, she's gone off, she's found her love, and he somehow makes his way like to the wedding, and he's just like standing there, you know. And it's like, I, I like, like I always like the movie because, well, I mean, one, I mean, a beautiful, strong, independent woman. I'm like, don't marry Gaston, marry me. And, uh, you know, like, it's just, you know, it's just great. And it's just awesome to see her find herself and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of good, and the music, of course, is good. And uh, there's all that kind of stuff wrapped up in the movie. But really, like, the way it paints her dad is just, I think, dishonoring. And I think oftentimes that's the way we sort of see um, our authority. That they're sort of aloof and they're just kind of, you know, they're, you know, they're not really, they don't really know us or understand us. They're just kind of, you know. And, 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 and so, and, 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 and so because of that, we're not really trained to, to honor authority, go to other countries and other parts of the world, other societies. And there's a great deep reverence for, for the elderly and for, and for parents and for grandparents. Even if they are a little silly, there's still a great reverence for them, you know, because they've lived a lot longer than us. And so there's, there's, this, there's this idea, though, I think in our culture that, well, they don't, they're, they're sort of out of touch and they don't really understand what's going on. 
And, and personally, I think that's a reflection on, on how we actually dishonor God. We feel sort of a similar way about God, that he's kind of out of touch. He doesn't really understand what's going on. And personally, I mean, I can understand because I would have been scared to death if I was Mary. You know, like Mary has to have a lot of guts in this story to go up to Jesus at all. And this is John chapter 2. If you read John chapter 1, it'll, it'll just blow your mind. It says, it says, it starts off talking about Jesus, that the Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only Son of God, full of grace and truth. It just goes on and on. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a, John chapter 1, it's almost like a top that. It's like God's top that story. You know what I mean? Like, like when our two guys are sitting around telling stories, and then the one tops that and tops that story. It's like, well, you did that. Well, I did this. Well, you did that. Well, I did this. And it's a top that. Well, like John chapter one is almost like God's top that chapter. It's like this is Jesus. He's like on top of everything. You know, he created everything. He's in everything. He's above everything. He's been. I mean, he's it's just amazing. And then we jump right to John chapter two, and it's like, and then there was this wedding that Jesus was at. I'm thinking, what? Like, okay, like the word becoming flesh, galaxies, stars, all that kind of stuff, the worlds, and now he's at a wedding, and they've run out of wine. And personally, I'm thinking, probably wouldn't bother Jesus with that, right? Like, she has to have all sorts of guts to do this. Because if I were on the earth, and if I knew what Mary knew, if I knew that he was the son of God, if I knew all this stuff about God, you know, it would probably, like, my wife would have to be dying before I would say, could you um, just take a moment out of your really busy schedule and come heal her? Or my kids are dying, or, like, one of our chickens. No, just kidding. <laughs> Let the chicken go. I'm not bothering him about chickens. I will get another chicken, all right? Like, I'm not even bothered. We, we live on a farm, and it's mainly because of my wife. She loves chickens and goats and, and, and animals and stuff. Um, so personally, it would have to be like one of my family members dying before I would come to Jesus and say, Jesus, could you do something about this? Like, like if somebody came to me at the wedding, we're like, we're out of wine. Maybe you should go ask the son of God to get us some. He's like, are you kidding me? Number one, it's wine. I, I don't think he's going to be real, real quick to like, you know, give us a, a full supply of that. You know, it's not like, you know, Tim Tebow's. Gatorade or anything. I mean, this is like, this is wine. Like, I, I'm not, this is just, it, it, besides thinking, you know, so if somehow I mustered up the courage to approach Jesus about this, if somehow I, I don't know, like there's a, a leave of, of, my brain just blacked out for a minute, and I actually did approach him, you know, it would go something like this. Um, Jesus, uh, you know, I know you're really busy and the Son of God and all that kind of thing, you're really doing a lot of things, and, and um, you know, you probably don't have time for this. I'm not really sure that I should even be telling you this right now, but Mary is really bugging me over there. Uh, there's, there's this little thing there out of wine. And like, even if Jesus like hesitated for half a second, like even if he just like looked at me, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. This is stupid. I'd be, I'm just, I, oh, stupid. It was Mary. It was your mom. She made me do it. She, uh, you know, I just, you know, you're, you're right. You're, you're sitting there watching the sunshine and probably creating galaxies like that I can't even see right now. They're just you know, spinning around in orbit. Do you know all about that stuff? That's crazy. Oh, oh man. You know, like, that's how I would feel. I would immediately be like, yeah, this is really stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't. Please don't fry me or shoot me or zap me. I'm just, 
to say dumb things sometimes. And I don't want to they can drink water, right? We got we all well. Guys, stop bugging them. So you know, I would that that's how I would feel. Because it's God, right? Like he's he's up there, he's amazing. But Mary comes to him and she says they're out of wine. And I think that's because Mary understands something about honor. The first thing I want you to understand about honor, honor is about prioritizing. Honor is about placing priority on somebody else. That's why old school honor is if you're sitting in a, in a bus and the bus is completely occupied and, a, and a, an older lady walks in, you stand up from your spot in the bus and you let her sit down. Well, that's a good time for all the men to say amen. Chivalry is not dead. Because you're prioritizing. You say, you go first. That's why when you're walking to Starbucks and there's, and there's a lady walking behind you, you, you get the door for her and you let her go first. Yeah. Called honor. You're, you're prioritizing. Well, Mary understands this, that, that, that she is a priority of Jesus. Like This is showing Jesus' honor of his earthly mother, that she knows she's a priority. So she knows that she can come to him even with something as stupid and silly as a lack of wine. Like, in the broader scheme of things, who really cares if they run out of wine? They'll just drink something else. But no, it's very important to her. And I'd love to get into to how, how important it was in that culture. It really came back to honor. <laughs> it's interesting. The very first miracle that Jesus ever performs is at a wedding. And the, the issue of it all is honor. They, were, they would be dishonoring their guests if they ran out of wine. And so, so they run out. Nobody knows about this except the servants and Mary and the disciples. And she comes to Jesus. And, and, and so this is what I would encourage you with respect to honoring God. Go to God first. Yeah, that's good. Like, like around here, yeah. we say prayer is not a last resort. It is our first line of attack. It is yeah, our first option. God. We pray first because God is concerned. He is prioritizing us. Because he's honoring us. And so, in turn, we honor him by putting him first in our lives. That before we try to fix it, before we try to figure it out, we bring it to God. Because we know that he accepts us. We know that he's not like crazy old Maurice. Always good for a laugh. It's a quote. We, in case you're wondering. It trumps preference because truly it seemed that Jesus' preference was not to create this miracle. Jesus says, my time has not yet come. What does he mean by that? Well, my time to do public ministry. And so Mary understands that he's not going to do this publicly. So she turns to the servants. By the way, the servants are never going to tell. Because if they tell, they have to admit that they ran out of wine. So they're not talking. And so Mary says, okay, well... Your time hasn't come for public ministry. Let's see if you can just do it privately with just the servants behind closed doors, and nobody will know but me. And that's what that's what it is to 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 put someone's preference above your own. To prioritize preference. First time I ever moved away from home, I was living in Louisiana. Uh, I was working like I don't know something like eighty hours a week. It was. I was busier then than I am now, and I'm pretty busy now. There's a lot going on. And I didn't have time to hardly call anybody, um, like on the phone. And I was talking to my mom one time, and she said, Harry, you know, I think you'd call me about once a week, maybe. And I said, Mom, I don't hardly call anybody once a week. And uh, so I hung up the phone, and so I called uh, one of the, the lovely girls I was talking to, Rowena. <laughs> Ironically, more than once a week. I didn't even figure that one out, but... 
And so I'm talking to Ro, and I'm like, can you believe, like, my mom wants me to call her once a week, once a week, like, I don't have time to call. And Ro was like, well, do you, do you love her? Do you honor her? I said, well, yeah. She said, well, maybe that's how she feels loved, by you calling once a week. I hate it when you're right. <laughs> Stop calling you once a week. <laughs> no, actually, I started calling her a little bit more than once a week. Hello. Uh, <laughs> but that's what honor is. And that's what it is to honor our moms. That's what it is to honor our fathers. That's what it is to honor, to show preference. That, you know, I would, I would prefer, honestly, to, you know, maybe talk to mom at that stage of my life. I mean, maybe like once a month. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, it sounded reasonable to me. <laughs> she felt like once a week. And so I honored that. And I said, okay, I'm going to set an alarm on my phone. And, uh, you know, once a week we're making a, we're making a phone call. Because it's important to put the preference of somebody else over yourself. And, and thirdly, the, 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 the other thing that Jesus did here, actually, the way that he honored her is he, he praised her. That word woman that he says, he starts off like in the original language, it's woman. What, what do I have to do with this? That word woman actually, in our culture, it sounds very derogatory um, because we think that he's speaking to her gender. But he's really not. He's not using the, the word strictly for gender. The, the, there is a word for, for, for a female. He's not using that word. There's also a word for mom. He's not using that word. So he's not speaking to her gender and he's not speaking to her role. This word actually was used usually by a husband, like as like a as a as a pet name for his wife, uh, kind of like sweetheart, darling, um, as Ro would say, sweet pea. So can you think of a more manly one than that? Like awesome pea. <laughs> it's still very tiny. I don't get this. This is not cool, darling. Sweetheart, that's what Jesus said to her. Because he's not referencing her role, he's not referencing her 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 gender, he's referencing her value. He says, You are loved. Wow. That's yeah. really what he's saying. He's saying, sweetheart, this doesn't really have anything to do with me. But because it has something to do with you, I'm gonna take care of it. He's speaking to her value, and it's so important that when we honor, that we speak words of life, people's value. We speak praise. And so here we got five minutes before service is up. I would just like to speak some words of praise. Uh, personally, I would just like to demonstrate what I mean by words. And I say, well, what do you, especially guys, what do you mean by words of praise? Because we mainly speak in grunts. Mm, 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 mm. I just like, there's a whole paragraph right there that all you ladies put in. Yeah. got a whole nother language going on. It works, it's great during video games because you just, you know, you just communicate. Um, girls want you to look in their eyes. I don't know why. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm just going to practice for just a minute. I'm just going to speak some words of honor to some people in my life. First of all, my best friend and my awesome wife, Rowena. I want to honor her. Yeah, you guys are, are honoring as well. That's awesome. For being my best friend, for standing by me through the past almost nine years, for making me better, for encouraging me to honor my parents.
holding our family together, for raising our kids to love God. It's super cool. And and for growing in, in grace, for growing with God. One of the most godly women that I know because I know her closely. I know how much she's how much time she spends getting to know God and learning about God and hearing from God. She's very sensitive. She doesn't want to offend God. Plus you're hot, so. For your hotness. I also want to honor my mom, who who I think is watching online, and just let her know that I value her and I appreciate every prayer. I remember when I was five years old, six and six years old, and Peter was like three, two and three. I remember we were at a prayer meeting and my mom put her arm around me and her arm around my brother. And she started praying loudly. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's really great. It's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. And I, and, and I remember she prayed, God, use them. Use them in your kingdom. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm here today because of your prayers. And because you did more than pray. more than you lived your life to help me know what that looked like. Amen. I want to honor my dad for being the rock of our family, being yeah. strong, being faithful, and steady. I want to honor my brothers for serving in the Marine Corps, for serving this church as well, and for serving this group that's still serving. I honor my sister for being the best auntie in the world, my kids, and uh, my really cool sister. I want to honor uh, the, uh, the, the the leaders of this church, actually, the overseers, Pastor James Wright. You guys have never met him. He's going to come here someday. Yeah. He's uh, an awesome man of God. He's the guy who spoke into my life in a really hard time in my life. When I thought things were crashing and burning, he looked at me and he said, God's got bigger things for you than that anyway. Yeah. At first, I was offended because I thought he just brushed it off. But then God spoke to me and he said, no, Harry, it really is that simple. Focusing on something negative to get off it, I got bigger and better things for you. So I want to honor Pastor James Wright. I want to honor Pastor Robin for blessing this house, for blessing this church, and so many of our launch team. He's 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 still my pastor, even though we we've launched out from Promised Land. He's still my pastor. I want to honor Jeremy Hurd for being a good friend and an accountability partner. He's also one of our overseers. I want to honor you all because you guys like everything I say. Like you guys just do it. Like it's cool. <laughs> like we like I'm like hey let's 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 start off worship just weird and slow and you guys are like, yeah let's do that and we're like let's 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 create an environment where people who don't know God can actually come to church and you're like yeah let's do that and, and we're like let's 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 go sweat and serve and different things and serve our community and honor our, our civic leaders and and, and, the, and, the, and the different stuff that happens in our in our neighborhoods and you say yeah let's do that and so I want to honor you for being crazy and for being the world's greatest people in the world's okayest church. Because you're awesome like that. And ultimately, I want to honor God because He is the one who created me, who spoke me into existence, yeah. who changed me, who then redeemed me, had to buy me back after He did all that work to begin with, forgave me, gave His own Son for me in order for me to have a place at the table of His family. He called one of His sons, one of His kids. I mean, I just want to honor God because He's awesome, because He's the first and the last, and there will never be anyone like Him. Yeah. He's above and beyond. He's right. below and he's, he's right. around. He's the shield that surrounds me. He can't. He, 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 his thoughts toward me are so numerous, I can't even count them. I don't even try. He loves me. He accepts me fully. He knows.
knows me more deeply than I know myself, and he loves me. He's more committed to me than anybody else has ever been, and I honor Jesus Christ today. And finally, I want to honor moms. I want to honor moms for all your sacrifice, for all your work, for all the stains on your clothes that won't come out from food and paint and finger paints and all and for putting your life on hold. I want to honor you for giving your best years to little humans who don't always act nice, who don't always appreciate you, who often don't appreciate you, who they're too young to appreciate what you're doing for them. I want to honor you who are in the trenches, you moms who are in the trenches. <laughs> You're sleep deprived. Your houses are a wreck. Not because you don't clean every day, obviously, because your kids think you clean all day every day. But because as soon as you clean it, they mess it up. I got little ones. I know how it goes. I want to honor you. And I want to honor some different kinds of moms today. And I, we, we thought about how to do this appropriately, but I just want to speak this over you. I just want to honor, because we have we have moms, the type of moms I mentioned right now, my wife and, and, and several of you, but there are some of you that, for Mother's Day, it's a little bit more difficult. I just feel like that, that you ought to be honored as well. I, I read this thing by Amy Young, and I'm not going to read it all, but first of you, first of all, to, to those of you who are expecting moms, we honor you. you got a little life inside of you. Yeah. And you've already started, like, Birth is not the beginning. You got, you know, I, as you know, 40 weeks of vomiting and, <laughs> and, like, heat flashes and weird cravings and sleepless and kicks in the places that we don't even, men don't even get kicked in those places because <laughs> it's impossible, right? And uh, Madden had her foot on Rose bladder for, like, nine months, and it's just, and so we honor you for your sacrifice already and because God thinks you're, you're able. God thinks you're ready. And you might not, but God does. To those of you who are in the trenches, we honor you. To those of you who've experienced loss through miscarriage uh, or any other kind of loss, you lost a, a child in the womb and you, you, you're still a mom. Yeah. You, have a, you have a little one in heaven who's waiting to see you. He's looking down right now, I think, yeah. and wishing you happy Mother's Day. Yeah. I hope you find peace. Help you forgive us when we say the wrong things because we don't really know what to say. Yeah. But we leave with you. For those of you who have warm and close relationships with your kids, we celebrate you with that. For those of you who have kids who've gone away from home and they're not even going to call you today, we grieve with you about that and we pray with you. God will turn the hearts of children to their father and the hearts of fathers to their children. Prodigals will come home. Those of you who are grandmothers, we celebrate you. And we have a love-hate relationship with you. <laughs> we love how you love our kids and we hate how hocked up on candy they are when they come home. <laughs> Just keeping it real. For those of you who can't have kids, we just acknowledge that. We acknowledge that, 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 that for you this will never be a possibility. We grieve with you about that. But we're here for you. We're praying for you that God's full plan for your life.
Those of you who are foster parents and taking on somebody else's kid who needs you, we honor you. Foster moms, you guys are our heroes. You're saving, you're saving kids, giving them a home. We honor you for that. For those of you who are empty nesters, we celebrate with you. <laughs> Woo! My kids are six and three, and I'm looking for the day. <laughs> but we acknowledge that it's bittersweet. And we honor you for letting go. For loving enough to let go. For those of you who have had a rough childhood and the rough memories of your mom, we just grieve with you. And we want you to know that God is not that way. We want you to know that you can still honor. You can still show honor. For those of you who are step-parents, step-moms, we honor you for taking somebody that's not really your own and making them your own. You're navigating the complexities of that. We honor you for that. For those of you who have who are mothers, but you've placed, you've had to place your children up for adoption, we honor you for doing the hardest thing I think any of us could ever do for the good of your child. And we know that you haven't lost that the child hasn't lost its place in your heart. They'll always be there. We honor you for for holding on to that. This Mother's Day, we want to want to walk with each and every mother, regardless of, of where you're at. We want to really show honor and let you know that God loves you and that God is ready to honor you as well. All of heaven just applauds what you're doing in the earth because it's making a difference. As a church, we honor you. We had a giveaway to give. There's a couple of other moms that we want to honor. There's some moms who are serving in the nursery today, and uh, I felt bad about that, but for your all's sake, we decided not to send dads in there, because <laughs> we wanted the children alive, and Priscilla and Liz are serving in the, in the, in the nursery today, and, and Priscilla and Liz are amazing at, yeah. at, at looking at the little ones. Yeah. And so they're not here to see this, but we want to honor them. We have a special gift basket, a bag for them that's got like a whole bunch of good smelly things and all that stuff. Um, so we're going to take that to the moms. But we, we also have an extra one of those bags. It's from Bath and Body, Bath and Body Works? Bath and Bed, Bed Bath and Beyond Body Works. <laughs> Get those confused. Uh, and the way you know if you've won is if you have a blue ribbon on your uh, popcorn bag. There was one blue ribbon. So check it out right now and see if you are the lucky winner of the Bed Bath & Beyond Body Works bag. And uh, we're getting ready to be dismissed. And so who, whoever's got it, just wave it. Just let me, just let me. Stephanie! Awesome. That's awesome.
we're getting ready to be dismissed, but we want to give you an opportunity to respond to God and, and also to respond to him by giving an offering. We have the buckets we're going to get ready to pass. Before we pass the buckets, I want to give you a chance just to pray with me right now and receive the love of God that I've been talking about.